On this episode of Twisted and Misunderstood, the paranormal podcast from Alison and Dominic Zenden. On this episode, we're going to be discussing spirit guides. What are spirit guides? What is the connection into how you think and your personal thoughts? And do spirit guides have links with us from past reincarnations? All on this episode of Twisted and Misunderstood. Spirit guides, what are they? What purpose do they serve? And are they things that mediums or psychics hide behind? There are many different trains of thought to what spirit guides are and what their purpose is within us. But it's never really been examined where or why they actually come to us or go to certain individuals. There are many romantic notions. The best notion of a guide was Derek Okora's Sam, and Sam seemed to be the actual fall guy for many things that Derek got wrong during his readings. And to my mind, that's not what spirit guides are about. Spirit guides are totally different and are much more connected to us in an individual way than we may ever know and we can talk about spirit guides coming right across the board from red indians to like someone's just posted and talked to me about a raven that sounds very alaskan in its approach to that person's life so it doesn't matter what shape or form the guides come in they're there and what we really have to understand is what is their purpose within our lives as spiritual people or non-spiritual people trying to make sense of things that we may not understand with me today is Alison Zenden she's here to actually discuss this with me and I'd like to start off by asking Alison is she aware of her guides I believe I am yeah I believe that uh, I do have a lady guide I believe she's been with me um, well throughout I feel throughout this life um, I'm sure she must have been there throughout other lives as well but I feel that when I meditate I feel close to her I feel she tries to talk to me and the inner self of myself comes out more I feel as if she's assisting me but maybe i'm assisting her as well so maybe she is part of me that maybe i'm not aware of a mutual beneficial relationship between a spirit and a mortal yeah i think that's exactly what it is or could it be that spirit guides are our former selves from previous lives future lives and past lives is that possible? Yeah, definitely. 100%. I'm sure that's got something to do with it. I'm, I'm sure that we're all connected and I'm sure that it's like a big continuous circle. Yes. So if guides are there, which we don't dispute, and if we allow them to come through by being calm and patient and listening, then we must examine the possibilities that our guides those spirits that guide us and advise us are really part of who we are. Yeah, 
I think so. Yes, I, I think it's, it's all sort of soul connected as well. I think it's all inside of us. I think it's something that we have to go deep inside to be able to realize what the guide is and what why it's there. And, and maybe we are there for the guide as well. I, I think that's something that's part of it. Okay, but without going over the same ground, the important part of us to realize is that guides are not separate from us. They are part of us. They are a considerable part maybe of our soul maybe of our soul journey maybe of just us reconnecting to the wisdom and knowledge that we've learned over many lifetimes so the soul has a big part to play in the way that our guides are with us they're not external from us they're not um spirits sitting in the spirit world waiting for us to come along and go, oh, yes, I'm going to go hi Dominic today. I'm going to talk to him about that person who wants to know whether their boyfriend's coming back or whether little Johnny's passed into spirit. That's not what guides are about, is it? No, no, it isn't. No. no. Guides are much more about being able to understand new knowledge without being able to pick it up from other sources. So a lot of people, when they want to develop spiritually, will start developing by reading books. And all you get when you read a book is somebody else's knowledge, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, all you can go is, is from, your, from your own knowledge. You can't go from anyone else's. You can pick things up and you can enjoy reading it. But until you've experienced things yourself... Yeah, I mean, sometimes you are good. You can pick up things from other people. Other times, no, you just have to sort of experience it. Yeah, so your own personal experiences are far more valuable than reading about somebody else's experiences from a book because all you're getting from that experience is somebody else's secondhand knowledge. It's not new knowledge. It's old knowledge that's been repeated. and. I don't believe that guides would ever do that. I don't believe they would ever just use all the same ways of teaching, all the same methods of thought, all the same ways of allowing people to link in with them. I should imagine that everybody has an individual need that is based on who they are, and that individual need is far more important than just repeating the same information time after time after time. In fact, if you look at spiritualism since the Fox sisters, there is very little new knowledge that's coming to the main. If you sit in a development circle, which I'm sure many of you have done or have experienced, they use the same techniques. Now, that's not progress. That's not developing. All that is is copying what people have done years ago. Now, if you want to stay within that sort of um, straight linear line of looking at what a, a spirit guide is, then great. If you want to stand behind a spirit guide and make them responsible for you saying something or you giving out a piece of information that you're actually channeling from a spirit guide, well, so be it. But surely the purpose of being spiritual and to be connected to all these different energies is to be able to interpret their energy in a way where you're learning new things from old situations. 
So in other words, your past lives have all given you lots and lots of things that you've learned. That knowledge is stored inside your soul. Your future lives are giving you knowledge that you're yet to encounter that is there locked inside your soul. And spirit guides could well be your lives that you've experienced as those people or those animals, if you want to go into a shamanic way of thinking, that those experiences that you've actually had in those incarnations are yours. So really, a spirit guide is you guiding you. Yeah, yeah, I could totally get that. One thing I did want to ask you, though, is, again, if we're soul connected, if we're, you know, you've, you've, we've got our soul mate or soul groups, are we able to share the same spirit guide? Um, is that possible at all? Yeah, very possible. Um, just because a spirit guide is with one particular individual or is a part of one individual doesn't mean to say they haven't had incarnations as other particular individuals. So the soul can be shared. The soul experiences can be shared. It's part of the collectiveness of what spirit is. Think about spirit in one particular way. That is purely thought. The things that we think and the things that we pick up from thought make us what we are. So start thinking about where does thought come from? Does a thought come from you? Does it come from above you, besides of you, away from you, from a different entity, a different sentient life? Where does your thinking start from? Well, I think predominantly it, it comes from yourself. But then I think if we're all connected it can come from anywhere it can come from the universe it can come from the person that you're talking to it can come okay. from yeah okay so joint universal understanding definitely that's really what we're saying if one person has knowledge of one thing how long before that knowledge spreads throughout the whole collective of the humankind the human race and then you think about it from a higher perspective. Does that thought come from another race of sentient beings on another planet that are able to transfer that knowledge into another race of civilized, intelligent energies? So when we start thinking about where knowledge comes from, where new knowledge comes from, and we look at where spirit guides are, and where the energy from spirit guides are, we start to then figure out that maybe, just maybe, we may have many existences on many different planets. We might be universal. So our souls can actually live on in many bodies, on many planets, in many different forms. So why wouldn't our knowledge be that way? Why would we limit ourselves to just a human experience? And why would we want to think in a human terms when we start talking about things like a spirit world? And why would there be a spirit world? Is the universe is full of planets that have sentient life on. Why would there be a world in between worlds? Yeah, it doesn't seem to make sense. It all seems it's like having the dots and having to join them all up, isn't it, really? It's sort of uh, 
we are all connected but again it's it's about life experience it's about what you actually believe yourself here and it's, it's about the knowledge that you pick up as you go along I mean, i didn't have a lot of knowledge about this you know long long time ago but i've learned a bit and i've also learned a lot about myself as well okay but let's get back to spirit guides let's not talk about where or what or how we come to realize they're there because i think that we all realize that spirit guides are with us the debating point is are they a part of us are they previous incarnations of who we are or are they totally separate from us and a sort of knowledge that comes from elsewhere in the universe now i tend to believe that we lived many many millions of lifetimes and that our source of knowledge if we listen to it comes from ourselves. i don't believe that we just live one lifetime independently at a time i believe every incarnation every existence that we've ever had are running concurrently together so we've got all those lifetimes it could be billions and billions of lifetimes all going on at the same time throughout the whole of the universe or even the multi-universe and all those things that are happening we're all connected so the knowledge that we have inside of us isn't just our knowledge if we listen it's this wealth of knowledge that is out there that may be able to help us make better choices will be able to help us understand what the meaning of life is primarily and also the understanding that we're not alone we may not even be alone within our own minds our own minds may be multiple dimensional transmitters that pick up the signals from many many different lifetimes it's learning to actually tune into that knowledge that allows us to be able to single out and pick up the different thoughts that are coming from lots of different directions now as a medium people are very aware of having to use the thoughts that come in in order to actually give the messages so what difference is it from getting a message from maybe somebody who is an imprint or a spirit to getting a message from a self that is actually aligned to your soul that may be living billions of light years away across the universe absolutely I, I totally agree on that i think it's something that we should probably think of a lot more really yeah so so really what we're what i'm saying is the sky's the limit when it comes to being able to pick up on knowledge we only limit ourselves when we start to limit the way we think about guides because from what i've experienced just today just by asking people do they have guides everybody seems to have a guide everybody some people say they have multiple guides there's very few that say no i haven't got a guide so if there's very few that say that then the reality that guides exist is strong yes but the yeah. reality that they exist as us and that we are picking up on knowledge that we've become available to is also very strong i don't believe that guides are independently sourced from elsewhere i believe they are us we are talking to ourselves 
Yeah, which which really isn't that complicated when you actually break it down, is it? No, it's not complicated. It's only people that complicate things and people that write about things complicate things because they want it to be their way. The thing about being spiritual is you should be open to every way. This is Twisted and Misunderstood, the paranormal podcast from Alison and Dominic Zenden. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website, which is mindsight.org, M-Y-N-D-S-I-T-E dot O-R-G. On there, you'll find the front page with a contact form. If you scroll down, you can come and contact us and talk to us about the things that fascinate you. You can also book appointments to come and see myself or Alison as mediums and psychics. And if you really want to ask any questions at all about anything that we cover here on the Twisted and Misunderstood podcast, please feel free to do so. I will try and get back to each one of you as you write. Until then, we'll speak soon. On part two of Twisted and Misunderstood, Alison and myself are going to discuss the spirit world or the world of spirit. Does it exist? Are or is there a dimension where only spirits roam, roam, I should say, or is this a totally fictitious place that just makes a convenient way of explaining what happens after we pass? So, Alison, what do you think about the spirit world? Do you think it's a place that really exists? I'm really undecided. I'm, I'm unsure. I, I can't categorically say yes. I do. No, I, I'm just. I'm a little bit divided on uh, that. Okay. The the thing that really stands out to me about the spirit world is that there's no definite information, proof, or evidence that that is an actual place. Nothing at all. There's been nothing that's actually proven the existence of spirit there's been a few people that have actually talked about out of body and experiences of meeting loved ones in a place that is different to earth but very similar to earth there's been a few of those experiences i've even read about people that travel to far distant planets and explain what it's like to be on distant planets but that doesn't actually indicate that there is a dimension where you go, which is a holding place for when you pass. So can you see that just the thought that we haven't really got the definitive evidence of a spirit world puts the whole existence of it in question? Yes, I can. It's it's almost like, gosh, it should be a place out there somewhere, a bit like the mortal world. And we know it's not mortal. Of course we do. We know it's all to do with thought. But where, what or or how it is, is really something that, that is up for debate. Well, and it should be up for debate because it's never really been questioned. Ever since the conception of spiritualism, it's been thought that there's an in-between world or dimension that we go to when we pass well there may be it may be a consciousness it may be a thought process it may be that each individual experiences a spirit world in their own thoughts so it's what they think it's going to be or what they thought it's going to be or what they're taught it's going to be what their image of a spirit world is 
And it may be that we create our own world around us when we're pure energy. So there may be lots of individual spirit worlds, if you like, that belong to each individual. But that may not explain the fact that there needs to be a place for us to think about because we relate it to human terms. We think about our life here on this earth. We think about how it's governed by time and the, the, the length of time that we live as, as humans or mortals. And then we start to consider that, well, if we, if we pass, it must be a mirror, mirror image of what it's like to be here and that we're likely to go and meet the people that we've had different um, lives with or, if you like, go and meet our parents and our children that have passed or any animals. That, to me, is a very romantic view of what that could be. It sounds like it's uh, almost like a made-up version to make people feel comfortable at the time where they know they're going to pass. Do you see where that, that comes from? It's too comfortable, isn't it? Yes, it is too comfortable, but it is quite comforting as well at the same time. So I do think, although I agree with what you said, I think as well that uh, there needs to be something to believe in. Yes, and and I think that part of it is probably right. We do think and we are, are where we are when we pass. But I also think as well, we have to look at the bigger picture and not fantasize too much because again none of us really deep down know until we go over well let's switch it around a little bit and let's just say that we are energy right i think that you know we both agree that we are pure plasma energy so we're that that soul energy that records and keeps a record of every action interaction that we have in every lifetime i think that's something that we agree on isn't yeah, it yeah we do agree on that yes. okay so if we if we set that out at the beginning and then we say that there is no spirit world but what there is is reincarnation so what happens is you pass and then you're reincarnated into a new body there's no middle ground there's no place where you wait or you're held you know for a particular length of time because again time is only something that is man-made there is no time time does not exist so it wouldn't make sense in a spiritual term to think that there's a individual plane where we go and we wait until we're reborn that wouldn't make sense to me but what would make sense to me is that we die we pass our body dies our soul transcends and then we wake up in a new body now that body could be a human body or it could be an alien body but we wake up in a new body and then we start another life in that body and so we are possessions of living lifetimes with nothing in between it's just you're either here or you're in a new life so it wouldn't actually allow and it wouldn't make sense for anybody to be in a, in a spirit world. It just wouldn't make sense. The counter argument, which I think is important to give as well, is that there could be many, many, many dimensions. In other words, we are living in a multidimensional universe where every lifetime that we've ever lived is all happening at once. 
So we could be living millions of lives all concurrently, which would make it really fascinating because we should be able to pick up on the consciousness. If pure thought energy is transmitted by electricity, which is what I believe it is, then we should be able to pick up the conscious mind of all our other selves. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. And because we can pick up our conscious minds of all our other selves, our belief structure says, oh, that can't be, can't be happening. We can't possibly be talking to ourselves. This must be an, inter- uh, an external person who's talking to us. That must be my guide. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. So straight away, we tried to find an explanation that fits our belief structures that explains why we would have voices in our heads or even thoughts in our heads that may be different or contradictory to what we already know to be true or not know to be true. So Mm -hmm. if we get our minds around the thought that we can tap into this conscious energy, and that we can actually pick up on this, then we're going to know past, present, and future. And I'd like to just organize that in your mind by saying, when you have a dream, and that dream tells you something about your future, we look at that as a premonition, don't we? Yes, we do. Yeah? Yes. We think, because we've had a a glimpse into the future, it's a premonition. Well, what would it be if we already know the future or we already know a course of the future in the dimension that we're in and we already know what events are going to happen subconsciously so when we have a dream all we're doing is tapping in to that already happening situation that we're feeling i want to take it up to another level because if you take thousands of minds all having dreams at certain times. Even if you look at the UK, there's 55 million people in the UK, maybe uh, between the hours of 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning, maybe a good 40 million of those are sleeping. Can you imagine all that mass consciousness all going on all at once and all interacting in a different dimensional sleeping subconscious world? That's all there. We're going to believe anything that comes in is coming in from a guide. Yes, we are. Yeah. yeah. It's very it's very compelling to think that if we don't know something and we wake up with something in our mind, it must have come from an external source. But that source could be anywhere. It could be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So the conscious mind is something that we have yet to understand. The unconscious mind we have, we have struggled to understand for centuries. Dreams and the purpose of dreams and the, why we have them, we do not know. But I do know about the people I talk to who have had dreams that warn them against carrying on with certain behaviors. It's clear as clear. They show and they run out the situation that will occur if a person carries on with that behavior. So why would we have that? Why would we be given that? Is that our guides warning us? Or is it ourselves that are actually talking to ourselves? Because we can have a mass conversation with ourselves, can't we? Absolutely, yeah. I think that it's probably the latter. I think that uh, 
if you're getting the information in, it's happened before. It's happened you've gone through that before in either a previous life or maybe a running concurrent life that's elsewhere that it's just it's coming in because you're tapping into maybe another dimension and I think while you're asleep you're not aware of actually what's going on around you so you actually are more um you know sort of just relaxed and the the dream comes to you there's nothing from day-to-day activities going on to stop you from picking up that information no distraction yep we might actually say sleeping is the only real true source of information yeah because yeah yeah. Yeah. i I know we can actually control sometimes what we dream yeah Um, but not but not about controlling our dreams that's a different thought process altogether this is about being open to listen to what you're actually being shown whilst you're unconscious so what's happening is if you're being shown things that are slightly different from your way of thinking or that contradict a pathway that you're intending taking so your intent is to do something and these show a dream will show you the the consequences of following those pathways then that would open up the possibility that you're living the same lifetime time and time and time again so that would tell me that you're repeating the same life because you've done this before that's what you're dreaming that's what you're bringing back you're dreaming back the possibilities of having gone through that same lifetime now if you remember in angels on our side the book that we wrote together there's a story about mike isn't there oh yes yeah Mm -hmm. the guy that travels up the roads doing his job selling certain things to industry you travel rep primarily and you do the same journey day after day after day after day and he absolutely swear blind that he had an experience that showed him that he had been killed doing his job because the premonition he had was exactly what happened to him but he managed to avoid the collision with the lorry now where would that information come from if we only lived single linear lifetimes yeah that's quite a hard one to process really um i mean he's obviously gone through that time and time again and he's obviously had to listen to that little warning yes so he's kept repeating the same behavior Mm. until he's realized and changed his behavior Yes, which would change the course of his life yes yeah so yes. instead of um passing at 50 he goes on to live another 40 years and have multiple experiences which may be what destiny is is to fulfill the life you set out to fulfill now if mm. that is being guided by something above well so be it maybe that is what's happening but for me i cannot believe that spirit guides exist in that way i believe we guide ourselves we live multiple lifetimes we repeat multiple lifetimes time is infinite and we don't have any other purpose than to actually exist and coexist and build knowledge And the aim 
must be for us to all understand each other and to live in harmony and peace with each other, which is quite a romantic notion, isn't it? But there must be races of aliens out there in the universe amongst this vast cosmos that have learnt those lessons. Yet, if they've learnt those lessons, we're part of them. Because no doubt our soul has been part of their culture or part of that existence at some point. So we could actually be relearning the lessons as each civilization goes through its rotation. That's true. Yeah? Yeah. So spirit guides, they're all yours. There are something that are individual, as individual as we are to one another. Everyone that I talk to in spiritual terms will actually say they have spirit guides. This, I hope, helps you question a little bit about why they would be a spirit guide and why wouldn't they be your own self talking to yourself with the knowledge that you already know. Why would you question that? You have been listening to Alison and Dominic Zenden on the Twisted and Misunderstood Paranormal Podcast. If you find this interesting, please come and say hello on the website, mindsight.org. If you have any questions or any future subjects you may like myself and Alison to discuss, I'd be happy to hear from you. You can come and join me on the website or on Facebook at Dominic J. Zenden Twitter, Dominic Zenden, and Instagram, Dominic J. Zenden. Until next time, take care and look after each other.